All right, welcome to Sex and Violence, a movie podcast all about punk rock, boobs, blood, gore, movies, everything along between. It's you all... forgot about the dicks this time. Oh yeah, I there did. I'm so sorry. dicks in this movie though. What were there penises in this movie? No, private dicks. Oh, that's right. Nice. <laughs> Starting off right, I am your co-host, Mr. Gabriel Mara, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Snyder. Hi, Ryan. Hello, sir. How sorry. are you today? Uh, Doing pretty good. We watched a really great movie that I really, really enjoyed. It might be my favorite one that we've watched so far, actually. Excellent. It's been sitting on your shelf for as long as I've been coming here, I believe. Yeah, that's true. It was uh, something that came recommended to me a while ago, and then when you wanted to watch it, it was like, perfect excuse to watch this, uh-huh. finally. Here in uh, Sex and Violence Studios, also known as Ryan's Home. Yes, the uh, the nice little living room with the wonderful library of truly sexual and violent movies. but mm-hmm. uh, And in her shoes. Oh, yeah, and of course, uh, The Last Kiss. What else is on here that my wife owns? The Impossible. <laughs> Have you seen the movie on The Last Kiss? Is, uh, it's originally an Italian film. No, I, which is The Last Kiss the one with Zach Braff? It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, the Italian version's even better. Really? Yeah, the original, It's um, uh, it has a straight-up, much more unhappy ending. You know how really? the end of the American version? Spoilers for The Last Kiss, everybody. Yeah, I don't know if anyone from this is going to be watching this. But it's like a... You know, like, he's waiting outside just in the bar at their house because he's cheated on her, and, like, she eventually forgives him and lets him in. Yeah, doesn't she, like, bring him, like, a blanket and a sandwich and, like, yeah. all this other crazy shit? But in the original Italian version, like, you know, he's beaten. It's got much more cynical. He's beaten. He's defeated. She takes him back in the house. Italian version, the next morning, she goes jogging and picks up a hot dude. Oh, nice. It's like, ooh. As you do in Italy. Of course. Yeah. That's how they do love there, not, like, here. Oh, and she brought him a bowl of pasta, too. I'm sure. Ethnic yeah. humor. Sorry. <laughs> Some nice table wine. Yeah, I love table wine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get to the sex and the violence. Exactly. So, what did we watch this week, Ryan? We watched The Last Boy Scout. Great, great movie. All hail Shaq, uh, Shane Black. All <laughs> Shaq. Hail, all hail Shaq. <laughs> yes, as well. Shaquille O'Neal, star of The Last Boy Scout. Yeah, and uh, what was the other movie? Shazam. Shazam. Shazam was Kaz- great. Kazam. Kazam, yeah. It's, it shows Kazam. Uh, Shazam was that ridiculous uh, Mandela effect thing about how Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam that does not exist. No, oh, I was getting that confused with like, my comic book knowledge. Shazam! Indeed. Yeah, terrible. Marvels! Yeah, no, Uncle he's DC. Ho- wait, Hoppy and Uncle Marvel? Hoppy and Uncle Marvel? I don't know. It doesn't go that deep for me. Oh, yeah, dude. In the Marvel family, there's also a rabbit who's the Captain Marvel rabbit named Hoppy. And there's Uncle Marvel, an old fat guy who's also one of the Marvel members. Once again, you outgeeked me. Hey. These things happen. So, so this movie, The Last Boy <laughs> Scout, made in 1991, directed by Tony Scott of the Scott Brothers of Scott Free. Sadly, killed himself a couple years ago. Sad tragedy. Piece. Yeah. They're a great director. Big fan of him. Uh, some written by Shane Black, produced by Shane Black, starring... Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. We're looking at their faces right now on your TV screen. Yeah, we have it just kind of here as like a little bit of... Uh, mood lighting? Yeah, mood lighting. I'd say religious experience kind of thing. <laughs> I don't have any pictures of anything religion, so I'm just going to put these guys up all the time. It's like our version of having like a Jesus candle. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'll just light a Damon Wayans candle Ooh. to ward off violence. <laughs> I think you'd welcome violence. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I dude, I really dug this so much. I'm so happy you picked this. Uh, anything that Shane Black even touches is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, weren't we gonna do something? I think that uh, we, we might start a segment on here called the Blacklist. Yeah. Where maybe this coming summer we're gonna invite a guest every week to do every Shane Black film. I think that's uh, that's something we need to do. I think that that'll be nice comfort kind of food for us. Part of the reason why I picked this one is because uh, we just watched Cruising. Yeah. Which again. Uh, Sorry. Ryan. Yeah. 
Come on, I, come I, on, man. That was just trying to think outside the box, man. <laughs> Sorry. But I, you know, it, it was a logical conclusion to jump there after Just to Kill, so... Yeah, yeah, it I'll was, it was a nice point. jumping point. Like, how can we be even more insensitive to the LGBT community <laughs> by picking this? Yes. But now let's get right back on track with, you know, something nice and fun. Something, something fun, nice, enjoyable, approachable. That's, that's violent, but cool and fun about it. Yeah. Fine, um, so what is the plot of The Last Boy Scout? Uh, top to bottom. Do it. Top to bottom. Uh, a stripper gets killed, and they're investigating a murder. They and then in typical Shane Black fashion, twists and turns, mm-hmm. snappy dialogue, and two unlikely partners who have to... Save the day, I guess. Yeah, one black, one white. Yeah, it's awesome. It's always about race relations. Yeah, I, I find like his Shane Black's race stuff is so much more subtle than Tarantino's. Tarantino's always slightly worries me. Yeah, a little bit like throwing, you know, end bombs. Yeah, end bombs around and everything just for the sake of like I'm an artist and I demand that kind of creativity. It's like okay, I get do it, it, but Quentin. yeah, Shane Black is just like, hey, here's these two guys. They just happen to be a little bit different in skin uh-huh. tone from each other, but they're awesome together and it's great there's mm-hmm. nothing anything that's like racially tension about it especially given that this is like early 90s like yeah you know this is like rodney kingish era and like slightly before oj so i mm-hmm. mean this is just good old-fashioned fun you know good people Post hanging out and color. shooting people together it's, <laughs> it's awesome um like you can describe the plot in this movie with one of the best like you know, and every now and again, a movie will sum up itself about an hour into it just to make sure you're still coming along. Mm-hmm. And uh, Damon Wayans, who plays a uh, washed-up football star, says to private detective Bruce Willis uh, something like, Joe, you're the only guy I know who would nearly get himself killed trying to avenge the guy who fucked his wife to save the man who ruined your career. Yep. That's pretty good. It's convoluted, but that's mm-hmm. Shane Black for you. Yep. So um, uh, the two of them, they decide, like, uh, Damon Wayans' um, girlfriend, uh, Halle Berry. Halle looking, Berry. G- looking just all the sex I didn't notice need. it was her until, like, like the, the first scene when she's talking, oh. but then when she's on <laughs> stage, like, stripping, I was like, oh, oh, that's Halle Berry. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, oof. Yeah, what a, I thought the the song choice for her to strip to was rather interesting. It's like a yeah. weird like the eighties Leonard song, the cowboy Cohen song. like spoken word cowboy song. It was this weird hit from the eighties that is just I, I think was has always been a terrible song. But yeah, but, you can be my cowboys make that. Yeah, it's better with tits to it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. She, she looks wonderful. Yeah, she looks pretty good. I, I, it's kind of like I was looking for like a little bit of like Bruce Willisisms in this, mm-hmm. and I kind of noticed a parallel of like. The Bruce Willis as the washed out kind of like cop guy, and he's in a bar where there's a woman dressed as like a cowgirl stripping. So it kind of <laughs> took me like a Sin City route. Sure. I was like, I wonder if there was any like visual inspiration there for Frank Miller. But I don't know. Just we could hope. Little thoughts. I mean, it, it didn't transfer so well to Sin City Two. No, no. Did you see Sin City Two? Yeah. Did we discuss this? Yeah, I saw it as a uh, a double feature. Uh, which is a really strange double feature. Uh, I had the day off, and me and my wife went to the movies. We were like, yeah, we're going to see two movies, one that you get to pick and one uh-huh. that I get to pick. She picked If I Stay. Oh. Yeah. That's a weird double feature. Yeah, with Sin City 2, and I ended up liking If I Stay More. Yeah, that's Which is weird, because like, I... This is one of those things where I have a really dark sense of humor. Uh-huh. So I found it, like, oddly like humorous in a way because there were so many like 14 year old girls in the theater watching it and sobbing mm-hmm. and I like if you go into the movie the movie uh, reading it as like a really dark comedy it's much better oh I bet because it's like God hates you so he's going to kill <laughs> everything you love yeah, and I, I just found the, it really like 
darkly funny. There was no conflict in that movie. Clearly, she wasn't going to choose to die. Did yeah. she choose to die? No, she like... Yeah, I stopped the, watching an hour in because I'm like, clearly there's no conflict here. Her creepy, like, acoustic guitar playing boyfriend is, yeah. like, holding her hands like, it's okay if you want to die. And then... <laughs> then, then like, oh, thanks, la- last emo scene, boyfriend. Eyes open. Oh, yeah, and then I, I, I'm the guy leaving the movie theater. I'm like, I can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> all these girls are giving me death glares. And, like, and the boy, where the boy dies and yeah. he has to choose. Yeah, that's kind what I like, want. When it comes to that kind of thing, it's... I, I, I can't take the gravity of that. It's like, they're not going to end up together forever. It's just, it's yeah, just it's, it, And I love my teen stuff. Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, it's... You know, do you really think John Bender and... Uh, What's-her-face ended up Claire. together... Claire. ended up together because they had... She gave him an earring, like, oh, yeah. they're going to be together no, forever. No, but that's what made the John Hughes thing work, because clearly that is aware it's... That was only for that one time. Yeah, it's only for that one day where you get Hughes to have that flourishes. Yeah, he was... He was his grandmaster. Yeah, love that guy. I love him so much. You should There's... watch... Oh, um, my recommendation for maybe a palate cleanser is either Pretty in Pink. Have you seen Pretty in Pink? Uh, I have it on the shelf. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Great I, movie. I bought it for my check, so... Sure. But then I want to do the gender reverse one, which is some kind of wonderful. Okay. Which is also a great one. Okay. It's the I, same I plot, really don't just... need a palate cleanser for this, <laughs> quite honestly. I'll, I'm going to watch this again tonight. Yo, isn't it so great? Oh, it's so awesome. I, I, I love Shane Black dialogue so mm-hmm. much. Do you, have a, fa- do you have a favorite line? Immaculate. Do you have a favorite line from this one? Oh, okay. I have one. So I have a like tiny backstory to it in the lead up to my answer. It's that... So, I'm noted for saying that I don't like my brother on this show. Yes. Again, I love my brother. He's family. He's blood. I love him. But I think he's a fucking tool. My brother, he was the one who introduced me to these kind of movies. Like, you know, schlocky, violent, 80s things. I know the name Shane Black because of my brother. Okay. But I feel that what my brother doesn't understand about these things, he, he's like a kind of bro-y. He wants to talk like these dudes. But he doesn't get the point of these dudes, which is that they are very self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. For like for as witty and as bad as they are, they hate themselves. They are they're filled with self-loathing. But it's it's all so dark. And so he's so, taking it from that wrong. It was like I want to sound like a badass instead yeah. of like I know I'm a scumbag and exactly. I'm just making fun of myself. Yeah, he doesn't get that at all. I was about to say I kind of aligned with your brother until you made that little like switch there because I was like yeah. I want to talk like these guys. No, dude, but... I love talking like these. I do like. I would say that 90% of my jokes, I'm the butt of the joke, because I think that's so much more charming and cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As long as you don't, you're not like, like, pitying yourself. And yeah. There's no self-pity in these things. They're really cool. There's a fine line between self-pity and self-deprecation. Exactly. One is charming, one is like really unattractive. Yeah. But my favorite line is, like, they, they rule of three is the second time he uses it. It's the what? Um, I wish water wasn't wet. I wish the sky wasn't blue. I wish I still didn't love my wife. And I'm like, oh, that's the coolest fucking way to say that. That is so... Emotional and badass, and it's a not admitting anything. It's a great line. Like Bogart could have said that. Yeah, it's it. It just it comes so much better in this kind of movie where it's like we watch the whole movie with Bruce Willis, like obviously hating himself, uh-huh. and then that line is just it's it's gut wrenching. It's a yeah. good line. Yeah, it hits you hard. Yeah, it, I'm a big fan of the uh, when they're at gunpoint from two guys who are just like giving them shit and calling them different names. Mm-hmm. Favorite line: "I'm fuckface, he's asshole." Like I just love that. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> I knew to me. you'd love that one. Yeah, I don't know why. It's charming to me. I, I I can predict one of us using that line at work sometime soon. Yeah. Just yeah. Thanks for putting that in my head. That's gonna happen like weekly now, <laughs> every Thursday night. No, this is it's just such tight and funny writing. I think this is one of his funniest movies, Shane Black. It's mm-hmm. that, I mean, what do you think was... Okay, actually, this will segue into a question of mine. What is your favorite Shane Black movie um, versus what is... What do you think is the funniest one? Hmm. Favorite Shane Black movie? Uh, oof. It's, it's a crowded tough. field. It, it is tough. I, I might have to take both answers for the direction of 
Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I love that duo. Like, we were, when we were watching the movie, we were talking about, like, the certain duos that they have set up. Yeah. And this movie, like, all the Shane Black movies are predicated on having that relationship between the two leads as, like, a really tight adversarial, but, like, having each other's backs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the one movie that I said to you that didn't work as well for me was uh, Nice Guys. I love Nice Guys, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's a great I just movie. think Russell Crowe was wrong for that role. But when you get to something like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and you have another weird dynamic, instead of playing with uh, you know skin color and having that as like a weird unspoken mm-hmm. dynamic, now you have a sexual orientation thing. Yeah. So you have Gay Perry and Harry Lockhart. And those two just bitching at each other back and forth is one of the most hilarious things. It's got one. some really great lines. My One of my top favorite lines, which I used in reference to something you had said once, was uh, from Iron Man 3, when somebody says something to Tony Stark, and before he shoots the the woman, he says, honey, that would be the name of my autobiography. Uh-huh. That was one of my favorite lines. I was smiling from ear to ear in the theater at <laughs> Iron Man 3 with that. that. That really sold it. That made up for any Mandarin bullshit. But mm-hmm. yeah. I so like final Iron answer, I guess, in that long-winded soliloquy about Shane Black is uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for both. How about yourself? You know, I think I have to say the same thing. That yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is the one. I think that... Um, I love Lethal Weapon, but honestly, weirdly, I rewatched it recently. It doesn't hold up as well. I think. Oh, it's, I, I it's, highly disagree. I think no, I think it's still fantastic. It's just uh, maybe it's I'm in, in a different headspace than I was that when I first saw it when I was like seventeen. Mm-hmm. But it's a much angrier and more eighties movie than I remember. It's. I don't know, but it, it, it feels a little dated almost. I, I don't see this it as one, dated. I mean, angry, but it's it's more like an. A defeated anger from Riggs. I guess you see that. Because like that's, when that's you a see Vietnam vets movie. Yeah, like when you see him like putting the gun in his yeah. mouth and like crying over his wife's picture mm-hmm. and just I that's miss you. And like oh my riff. god, dude, that gut punches me. I cry like uh-huh. a three year old girl with a skin knee every time. Maybe part of it is that it's grown sullied for me on the sequels. That you know, okay, each one is worse and worse. Yeah, and four is just like. I, I think I had a Batman Forever effect on that one. Is that I liked yeah. it when I was really young, and then I saw it again. I'm like, oof. It is diminishing ooh, returns on this those. Is, this is not Lethal Weapon 1. But this one, I think, is perfect for its time. It's a wonderful, like, 90s movie, but it's still fresh. It's still Bruce Willis fresh off, like, Die Hard. It's only three years after. This is 91. I really thought this was, like, 96, 94. But it, like, it kind of plays like that. Yeah. I, I thought prime. it would be like mid mid late, like in that like ninety four to ninety seven zone. But it like being ninety one, like there's nothing about it that says ninety one. True. As opposed to certain movies that like came out in that time period, which certainly feel very dated. Mm-hmm. But there's other ones that don't. Like Goodfellas doesn't feel like a oh no ninety movie. That's a classic movie. Silence of the Lambs doesn't feel like that. There's God, movies. No, really. I, it comes up to another argument I've had with people before is that like there's certain films no matter what year they come out they're timeless Mm -hmm. and movies that come out today that just feel so dated and i think soundtrack has a big part of that yeah and how do i say this like we were talking last week about uh movies that were coming out we're excited for Mm -hmm. and i know a bunch of people who are really excited to go see power rangers like we we went to go see john wick too another (laughs) highly recommendation from your sex and violence boys yes and they played a trailer for power rangers and a friend of ours and my wife were on my left and you were to my right. So mm-hmm. we, it was like a dividing line of like you and I just like grinding our teeth. Yeah. And these two be like, I can't wait to see it. And what dates it for me is that use of that like what I call like high school teenager rap music, mm-hmm. which is like so uninteresting. And they throw it with like every trailer to try and seem badass. It's power like, by Kanye. Isn't yeah. It's, it's stupid. Like it's that same, that, that same goddamn song. like picture they have every time. It's like. 
the whole team walking in one line of breast next to each other trying to look badass and mm-hmm. it doesn't look cool like if you put maybe with a different song it would be better but I doubt it it just looks like Transformers meets like Iron Man 2 plus shitty rap music <laughs> equals Ryan's not going to be there to see this movie yeah I, I, I wish that was good because I, I have since a top I've loved that concept of Young people get space armor, fight aliens. That's a great basic concept. Yeah. It's old as time. But man, that every trailer for Power Rangers so far, drag, bum me out. I yeah. believe I heard I heard um, your wife and Aaron, your friend, like like get giddy and I believe I said to you, Well, I'm off to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, you did leave to you were not watching the trailer. No. I'm just not not interested. Yeah, I the first trailer I was like, okay, could be cool. Like it kind of seemed like it was in line with the uh, like chronicle kind of. What's thing. Uh, the the guy who has the bootleg universe? I forget his name. Bootleg universe. Yeah, he did the the 15 minute Power Rangers like YouTube thing. Oh, that thing. guy! I love that thing. Yeah, that, that was amazing, and I was so like, I thought cool. they were going in that direction. Yeah, which no. from what I'm I'm told, like they that's what got them jump started to do it because yeah. uh, who is it the the company that has Power Rangers. Either way, they, they sent like a cease and desist to pull all those videos down, which of course they're, they're online back, forever. Yeah. yeah, they're back. But that's what got them kickstarted to do that movie. Was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's some interest on the internet because of this. But they took the they wrong. Yeah they, yeah, they took the wrong bits of it, and it's just it just looks so boring that I like we we we're, we're sex and violence fans. We've watched yeah. a lot of violent movies. We know what's good. We know what's not good. And that looks fucking boring. I yeah. just don't want to watch it. Not interested. Like, I could tell you what's going to happen. Five young people don't really know each other. They meet. They decide they're going to hang out one night. They go and they get powers. Then they test their powers. Then an ancient evil clips. comes and gets them. And then bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Looks like they're going to lose. Random thing that saves the day. And maybe a post-credits like teaser for a I, sequel. Yeah, it's going to be Lord Zed pops up. It's like, yeah, I, something, something stupid. I'm just not interested at Damn you, all. Brian Cranston, for signing <laughs> on to this. Hey, he has not been making hits since um, since Breaking Bad. Yeah. It, Did it, you see Trumbo? Show. I heard Trumbo was pretty all right. I, it, it looked pretty standard, but yeah, I, like, I like Dalton Trumbo. I yeah. like the idea of him. Yeah. So back to the last yeah, Boy Scout. After this uh, whole, like, We're very tangent today. Thing, but, you yeah. know, it's, it's just, like, it's we're really coffee. giddy from this movie's coffee, and we're giddy from this movie. It just, it just encourages banter. Yeah. Oh, and to answer your question, finally, um, my favorite probably is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, because of, uh, uh so I, I saw Live By Night, mm-hmm. and it felt like that, oh, God, that was, it was such a bad movie. I know. It you, bummed me out. Yeah. But it, it made me sad, considering that Affleck is so good, what he does in Gone Baby Gone. That I think, the like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was like Shane Black's like first chance to really knock it out of the park. He had something to prove, mm-hmm. and he crushed it with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's everything great about him in one movie. Whereas I think Nice Guys, it it's it's great. It's one fantastic movie, but it's along the lines of my Rocky Three comparison mm-hmm. that he's gotten a tiny bit more complacent. He's gotten validated. And he didn't, you know, have to fight tooth and nail to make this movie. But it's still really good. Yeah. How do you, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is just I, tight and brilliant. I think that might be far and away, like, his best. Uh, like, then he started getting, like, after that he got traction, so he got, like, his Iron Man 3. Okay, mm-hmm. you get your big budget sequel, and it did, like, buco box. It yeah. did numbers. Buco Dolores. Yeah, it did a lot of business at the box office. So it was his next one after that. He does Nice Guys. He goes back to his well mm-hmm. of the standard kind of stuff. I wish it would have done better at the box office. A completely yeah. original idea from an awesome like screenwriter, director, and it didn't do the numbers. But mm-hmm. it was reviewed very well. And yeah. now he's going back to another franchise. He's going back to Predator. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm in. 
I have I have faith in this man. I yeah. guess I'm like, is there is there a cast for it yet? I feel yeah, I heard they just, a cast they for just it. started filming because he just put a cast photo online. Like, who's who's leading it? Who's is it? Is it a reboot? Is it a remake? Is it a sequel? Uh, they're not really saying. I think the the word was requel. Oh. Yeah, one Soft of those. Reboot. Like yeah, essentially like one of those. He wants uh, from what I was reading online, he wanted it to feel like more of an event type of film. Like okay. if that makes sense. Like he wants it to be like a like Predator to be back in a big bad way. He wants okay. people to like get excited about it. Would you look at like look at the the whole Predator series? Predator one, awesome. Predator two, eh, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, Predator everyone, wa- I everyone like watches too. it for the end part. Yeah. You know, when he's you know the fish fight and the thing, and then you see the giant xenomorph skull, and you're like, oh, yeah. same universe. And then ten years later, then we get AVP, which oh, I will. I forgot I will def- happened. I will defend to the death. Really? Alien versus Predator, the first one, mm-hmm. love it. Um, all I remember from that movie is that there's a scene with like the the lead female like and Predator's like defending her. Yeah. And there's like a quiet moment between them. And oh yeah. You stop and you're like, are they gonna kiss? Yeah, it's weird. And then he then he uh, uses acid and scars her face because that's how predators kiss. Aww. Violence. That's adorable. Ah. <laughs> oh. That sounds like something I'd do with, like, my like, future lady friends. <laughs> Cut her face her. open? Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's yeah. love, baby. Yeah, damn right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm cautiously I'm optimistic. I'm, like, I'm just worried that, like... I mean, if anyone would know what went into making Predator great, it would be Shane Black, who was there. Yeah. And I just hope that he... Like, Predator is great not because of the Predator. It's great because of Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and Jesse Ventura. It's mm-hmm. about those big, grody dudes saying yeah. weird one-liners and fucked up shit. But does that play today? I think it would. I think, I mean, um, Expendables made money. And I think that if Sh- um, Shane Black, if it, anyone Expendables could Expendables was its own thing, though. Expendables was, we're grabbing all these old guys. It wasn't, we're grabbing, like, new big guy talent. I think it was it's just, relying on nostalgia. What I mean is that Predator was reliant on character more than okay. it was on effect. Um, I just hope, like, I mean, Shane Black knows he gets character. So hopefully that that's, that's all you need to do to make me happy in any movie. It's character. Yeah. You know, I'm going to reuse a question that I've used the past weeks. Does a movie like this play today? Yeah, yeah, absolutely it does. I think there are some elements that are a bit more grody '90s than like, it would work today. Yeah, but this movie's still still effective. It, like, I I don't shudder at watching it. It's still no. hilarious. It's almost a classic. It's there's like, like you said when we were it. watching it. There's a few like outdated uh, like pop culture references, mm-hmm. but not enough that it's like weird. I think there was only one moment where I was like, "Who's that?" The Super Dave. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know and it. It was explained away in less than like twenty seconds. Like, yeah. oh, it was this guy. It was inspiration for Hot Rod. Okay, yeah. cool. On to the next Fake thing. Stunt man. Yeah, I think that this is a movie like. We'll go back along the same lines. If they were to reboot, remake, or something along those lines with it, um, keep most of it. You think? Yeah. Um, I don't think this movie really needs to be even it touched. It's, it doesn't need to be touched at all. I think that this is still a curiosity that. Yeah. It, it did pretty good at the box office, but most people, I would say that. Like like eight out of ten people don't know what this movie exi- like exi- what it is at all. Yeah. That it's um it's a really good movie that I guess it just didn't play that well. Yeah. It's a Shane Black thing maybe. I think it's one of those like action movies that um there's certain movies you have to go out on your own and find. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen Last Boy Scout being played on TV. You know what I mean? Like no, yeah. like nobody has to go out there and search for Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, it's true. on AMC like eight times a week. Uh huh. This will play in USA but, like once every three months at like eleven p.m. on a Saturday. See, and that's that's the kind of thing. Like it, it's it's something that is not on 
TV. There's no nostalgia for it. Yeah, there's no nostalgia for it. So it's one of those things, like, there's certain movies where if you find them on your own, nobody's told you about them, or you just, like, search out, you know, you Google on the internet, like, uh, classic cult movies from the 1980s, and you get a big list, and then you start clicking through and go down that Wikipedia, like, tornado, and you land at one of those movies like this... I think it's more of a rewarding find because you found it yourself and it's something you can recommend to people. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was 15 and I found The Warriors Uh because my my cousin had it on like a... old uh, bootleg recording and he gave it to me and I was like this is amazing why has no one told me about this <laughs> and that's how I feel about Last Boy Scout I was like this is amazing how did how did I grow up yeah. and not find this why like why do, why do you think this movie doesn't have the, the second life that so many other things have like Lethal Weapon Immortal probably because of the sequels or just tons of other 90s action films that people have so much nostalgia for this isn't like a heavy hitter, but it's a great movie I think it was yeah. well received I think it's probably a uh, it's overshadowed by Pulp Fiction you think as that far was as three like years a, a, prior, it would have been overshadowed by Reservoir Dogs, if anything. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm going with the Bruce Willis angle, just mm-hmm. because like if you're looking for like someone says to you, name me the greatest uh, early '90s Bruce Willis action movie. What are you gonna say? Oh me, I'd say Last Boy Scout. Yeah, now, <laughs> but like the ge- general Last public is gonna be like, uh, you know what? He's really good in Pulp Fiction. He's really like cool. But he doesn't do much in it. He really doesn't. He but, cuts a guy off a sword. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. I mean that's pretty badass. Uh, mm-hmm. He kills. John Travolta. That's true. But like... Spoilers for Pulp Fiction. Yeah, for a 20-year-old movie. (laughs) (laughs) That if you're listening to this podcast having not seen Pulp Fiction... How dare you? What? Yeah, how did you find this podcast and you haven't watched Pulp Fiction? Jesus. Yeah. Did you think this was like a sex chat podcast? That's entire... Oh, we should start a separate podcast about like... Like just... Just abuse and self-care. Sexual sexual deviancy podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's like, here's what you do if you're a victim of sex and violence. Yeah. Uh, we get your wife on it. Here's Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. We could do that. I'll just give out phone numbers for local hotlines. Yeah, pretty apparently much the, there's an app that um, lets you, like Morningstar News or something like that, where it's secretly an abuse um, hotline um, app. That's crazy. Morning, yeah, Dr. Phil's wife created it. The Morningstar. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably pretty sure it's not Lucifer. No, but it's something it. like, it's an app where if you press a button on it, it starts calling emergency services and records. Really? Yeah, Dr. Phil. His wow. wife did it. It's a really cool thing. Mrs. Phil. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Mrs. Phil. Dr. Mrs. Phil. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Last Boy Scout. Just lovely, lovely movie. That's. So um, let me ask you then. So uh, what's your feelings on Tony Scott? What, what Tony Scott movies have you seen? What, what's your... what? When I say the name Tony Scott, what do you think? Is it a grin? Is it just derision? It's a grin. Like, I... Uh, my main. Are you a Top Gun guy? Yeah, I am a Top Gun guy. My, uh, I was really into Top Gun in high school. So for most of high school, my nickname was Goose. Ah. So that should tell you something about me. I really <laughs> love Top Gun. Uh, who was Maverick? If you were Goose. Uh, I had a buddy in high school who was uh, Maverick. We were kind of like the two, like you know, Batman and Robin-y kind of figures. My lot in life is to be a sidekick. So oh, sure. that's, that's how it is. Um, but yeah, I I really like all the Tony Scott. Movies. I think he's more of like the blue collar guy mm-hmm. to his brother. It's more like. Um, more fun like everything's really well directed it's really awesome I don't yeah. mean blue collar in any of like a, a bad way at all mm-hmm. I just think it's more films that are more accessible yeah if I'm gonna say anything like that like Top Gun who hasn't seen Top Gun I only saw it recently I just wasn't really that interested it's great it's a good movie I, yeah. won't, I won't fight anybody on it yeah. um, have you seen Black Rain no Black Rain is a really interesting one it is an 80's action film directed by Ridley Scott starring Michael Douglas as a tough-talking 80s cop motorcyclist in Hmm. Japan, I think it is. It's ridiculousness, and it is nowhere near as fun as 
basically anything Tony Scott has done. I think I'm not a big Ridley Scott fan, other than I'm a I'm a Blade Runner worshiper. Of course. And I love The Martian and Alien. Other than that, I'm just. You like The Martian? I love The Martian. Really? Martian is basically Mythbusters: The Adventure, and I I love the crap out of it. Hmm. I didn't really like it that much. Oh really? Yeah, it was like I I don't like math. Oh, I I love math. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's fan. why I like I, it. I, I enjoyed like, the, yeah. the process of it. I really, I love The Martian. Yeah. But it's, I, I, me and Daniel, who will be our guest next week, spoiler alert, yeah. that we had a big debate about it because he loves that movie. He's a, he's a Ridley Scott acolyte. I'm okay. just not a fan. And I feel that when Ridley Scott tried to make an awesome 80s action movie, it came off super stilted and weird and it just came off wrong. But Tony Scott, he makes his version of Blood Lethal Weapon and it's Last Boy Scout and it's, Awesome. Yeah. And he went and he did True Romance. For fuck's sake, that was that like he he does dialogue. He's a really good dialogue director, which I find interesting. I find that surprising. Why is the uh, I meant to ask you this for a long time. Why is that uh, the Sicilian scene in True Romance so important for screenwriting? I've heard that from like a lot of people. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. True Romance, the 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 scene where he's like uh, the hitmen come to uh, dad's house. Oh, honestly, I haven't seen that movie since two thousand four. Oh, damn! It's been th- it's been thirteen years since I've seen that. Oh, wow! Jeez, maybe we'll watch that for a palate cleanser and oh. we'll revisit this question. But I just remember seeing it like for a lot of people like reviewing these kind of movies. Is that Gandolfini? About- no, I, I forget the name of the actor. I, I always blank when we're doing this stuff. <laughs> to the Google. Yeah, to the Google. I'll keep this going. Um, but yeah, I I really like True Romance a lot. I really actually want to get to the uh, Sonny Chiba so movies. I keep on opening up my phone, and it's those sexy pictures of the actress who plays the daughter. Yeah, Danielle, Danielle Harris. Scream Queen. Yeah, and, of yeah. Halloween fame. Oh, which, geez. when I saw her, I was like, Danielle Harris. And you were like, who? I was yeah. like, she's in Halloween 4 and 5. Like, it's amazing. Nope. Not, yeah. not my, not my real house. Like I said, I met her at a con when I was 14, and she was very nice to a young 14-year-old, uh, Ryan. Yeah. He had to say say something nice about that young lady. <laughs> yeah. I, Did I really you like her, her in this movie? movie? Hmm? Did you like her in this movie? Yeah, I liked her in this movie. She was essentially, she really did play the role of Bruce Willis' daughter to a yeah, T. Yeah, she nailed it. She was it. just really vulgar and like kind of, uh, she was really funny too. Yeah. Especially with the first few scenes when she was talking to... Uh, Wayans. It's mm-hmm. like, why do you have that number on the back of your head? Oh, it's my <laughs> number from high school. When do you graduate? I was like, oh, that's adorable. I love it. It's, it, it's hard work doing good dialogue, I think, especially having kids be smartasses. Yeah. Like, it's one of the Shane Black hallmarks. And yeah. Because like, it can come off nice as guys. like, to have like a kid in this kind of movie, you have to make him come off like, there, there can't be like an adorableness because yeah. they're either adorable or they're just going to be annoying they're or you can precocious. have them be like yeah. super kind of cool, which mm-hmm. I think she's like a super cool character in this movie. I mean, she does kind of play a little bit of like damsel in distress, but yeah. she plays it really smart. Yeah, it's it's it's. it's There's not a scene when forced. she uh, she wants to drive with uh, Wayans to rescue her father, mm-hmm. and he tells her stay in the car, and she he he's like sit stay. So she starts barking she at him bark. like like, like, like a dog. Like, so they I find they find out Wayans when he's trying to do this rescue mission, and then she just comes walking up with her little puppet. That's one of my favorite scenes. Brilliant like in, in all movies, honestly. It's just that's whenever I think of Last Boy Scout, I think of that scene. Yeah, and I think the why did Mister Milo cross the road? Yeah, like, it's, uh, I thought that was another funny thing in this movie is every time he starts telling jokes, he kills people. Yeah. Which was hilarious. I wonder if like those jokes just came off the cuff for like Shane Black, or if like writing the script, he was like pacing back and forth and coming up with one. Like, what's a really good vulgar dad joke? Hmm. <laughs> what's the oh best like fat mom joke? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, like, and also Willis, 
he's so good in this. He's so funny and so yeah. scuzzy. He's like I like how he always scowls and I said to you like there's one moment in this movie where he smiles. Yeah. And it's so thing. creepy to see him <laughs> smile. Wait, so I have the page open. Who is Sicilian? There's um, Christopher Walken. James Gandolfini is Virgil. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get through this. Uh, not Christian Slater. Nope. Whirly, Whirly, Dennis Hopper. Oh, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, he's. Uh, you know, got I gotta watch that again. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. It's pretty great, but yeah, like I, I said two seconds ago, I, I do want to get to the Street Fighter Sonny Chiba stuff. I, yeah. I, I really would like to watch that. So bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it if it's good enough for Tarantino, it's good enough yeah. for me. But my Tony Scott thing just kind of comes from. I really like the way they do violence in this movie. That mm-hmm. It's really really tight stuff. That, like, what am I in that very scene of the puppet? That when he shoots, starts shooting the dudes, we have every shot there's a flash, but you get that one super quick close up of the fat gangster guy and like the bullet hole coming into his head. Yeah. And it's just very quick and tight. Like, especially if it comes to today's action movies, so much of it is quick cutting, ridiculous blurs. Yeah. So when you have a tight, clear action and really brutal stuff, this is a movie where every hit counts. There's not a lot of fist fighting. But every time someone gets hit, they're exhausted and it hurts and they bleed. People die from punches. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I hate it when a fight scene looks like no one's actually getting hurt. Yeah. And this movie is brutal. Every hit looks like they're in agony. And yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's not like really bullshit like kung fu, like judo mm-hmm. chop to the throat. Like It's like old school, like meat hooks to the face and it's like just and it's not a lot of punches it's like one or two punches and boom guys getting their head slams into ca- head mm-hmm. slammed into cars like it's stuff like that where it's believable violence that you know if you got your head slammed on a car it would hurt yeah and then he gets up holding his head like ah god damn it <laughs> see that's all i ever want and i think that movies don't do is reactions simple human reactions i noticed like in random episodes of how i met your mother that I, a show i love it's one of the only shows I see where people, where the characters laugh at each other's jokes. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've started to realize in sitcoms they don't do that, and it drives me nuts. They just kind of stand there and like smile and nod yeah, at each other and let the, it's the like, laugh track react to each other. God damn it! Yeah. When you get punched, you it hurts you. It, it, it's that's what how it happens. That's I, yeah. I've wanted to make movies and make action movies, but kind of like the Shane Black thing. It's that I want to start following up on these things that everyone ignores. You go against these tropes. And you have people reload. You have people get hurt. You have people like wait and think. It's just natural stuff, and it's all the better for it. Like uh, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Did you see it? No. It's good. I haven't seen anything past three, but oh, I, dude, I really like four and five three. are fucking great. That's what I keep hearing. They're so much yeah. fun. They're, they they just get better and better. I really like Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's just so creepy to me. Oh, I haven't touched, but they're yeah. they're good. Yeah, they're really. good. I know they've been they're, really reviewed. They're like well, Jackie but... Chan movies. That it's clearly. Tom Cruise is doing these stunts. They are ridiculous, and they're fun. Okay. It's, it's clearly him. But in Rogue Nation, uh, the female protagonist, who's a great character, by the way, has like very little dialogue. It's still kick-ass. She takes off her shoes before every fight, which just makes sense. Yeah. Why are more movies not doing this? Why are we making our, our, our female Wasn't that also the, that was the argument they had used with uh, Jurassic World? Yep. Yep. Daniel yeah. and I had a huge argument about this. Okay. Yeah, that was one of those things in Jurassic World that was really jarring to me. It's like that again. Take off your shoes. Yeah, and the treatment of the female character in that movie. Yeah. That poor babysitting secretary. Like, 
She she gets brutally killed in that movie. That's what happens when you don't do your fucking job, dude. She was you doing could, her job. She was trying to take care of the kids. They ran away. Yeah, but she should have been keeping a closer eye on those goddamn kids. That's right. I hated those You're kids. not doing your job. You get eaten by a dinosaur. You know what I hate about that movie so much? The is kids. That they set up every. They set things up and just don't do anything about it. It's like the room shit. Yeah. It's like what? What did any of the prologue matter? That oh, and they're getting divorced. Oh, the. Kid loves his girlfriend or doesn't love his girlfriend. Oh, he's hitting on other girls in front of other kid. Doesn't play in the rest of the movie at no. all. No, because at the end of the day, he's just a scared little bitch. That doesn't fucking matter. Get your yeah. shit together, Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. You better not fuck up Star Wars 9, man. I'm going to be so pissed. Ooh. So mad. Ooh. This is what makes me worry. Like, it makes me so mad. Anyway, last Boy Scout. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Yeah. I like how we swing in and out of these things. Yeah, no. Yeah. We're, we're, we're very passionate. Yeah. Um, mind you, have any other questions for me regarding the last Boy Scout? Any last, like, lingering thoughts in James? Anything you didn't like? Um. Or was it, like, an all, like, home run out of the park kind this, of thing for this you? This is one of my favorites. This is a, Actually, a, I'm going to use a different Was it a full touchdown for you? Hey... There's football uh, in this movie. <laughs> um, one of my favorite books is uh, Charles Klos- Chuck Klosterman's uh, Killing Yourself to Live. Okay. And he mentions that um, like there's things that drive people crazy about movies. And he mentions a friend of his. Um, she always hates it when characters ride horses out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So my first watching this, I never realized that Damon Wayans has that line about how he has experience riding horses. Yeah. So I'm like, you're wrong, woman, from Chuck Klosterman's book. He sets up the fact that he's ridden horses before. It was a nice little payoff because it was a throwaway line. Yeah. One line fix. It's all you need to make a character more interesting. Actually, I think that was the only racist line in the movie, too. Which one? It was like, oh, brothers aren't stealing cars anymore. They're stealing horses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it it just fit. It it didn't play as a racist line to me. It just fit in with the asshole character of Bruce Willis. Yeah. Fun stuff. No, I I love this movie. I'm like just every little bit character has a chance to shine. Yeah. Like normally, like everything I normally hate about a movie like this completely circumvents. Yeah, circumvents. Hey. Every yeah, there you go. <laughs> Circumvent guy. It. That was wonderful. The only one that didn't that kind of was a little weird to me was Wayans doing his whole like like hey we're gonna have a drink together and then like they do a toast and then mm-hmm. he just randomly toasts to, to Alex, his dead the son, yeah. which is weird. It was just seemed a little bit like maybe that was the only way that Shane Black could like fit that moment in. It's yeah. a nice character moment. It's just a weird way to like transition to it. In in a movie that's paced perfectly, it's the one moment that kind of yeah. like feels a little. Shoot I mean, I in. feel bad. Like I I love this movie so yeah. much, so I feel bad even like bringing it up, uh-huh. but like. If I'm going to point out all the good, I do have to point out the one thing that was just, it just seemed a little off mm-hmm. to me. He's a fantastic scriptwriter. Yeah. Like, writes great story, great dialogue. How about you feel I'll about Damon Wayans in this movie? This is like his, this is like his one of his big breakout like movie roles. That I loved him in this lead. movie. He's and hilarious. Like, he's never, I don't think he did action before this movie. This is his first action film. He's like fresh out of In Living Color when he did this. Really? He's mm-hmm. He's great. I mean, he's... For the first half, slightly bumbling, but then yeah. by the end of the movie, he's... It, I think the character's high, so he was doing a great job. It was yeah. Jimmy Dix who was bumbling. Yeah, okay. It's I really liked him. I mean, by the end of the movie, he's a hero in his own right. Yeah. I mean, arguably, maybe even more so than uh, Willis, because mm-hmm. he does save the senator. Yeah. The 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 whore-beating senator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every life uh, <laughs> worth something, I guess. He say yep. he does save him through violence, though. So that's, that's true. you're gonna live, you're gonna be saved, but you're gonna have a broken nose. So Word. eat so, a dick. <laughs> my last question for you is: So Bruce Willis, what happened with his movies? You think? Uh, I'm not really even sure. I mean, I'm a big Kevin Smith uh, Smith fan, so yes. like hearing all this shit about like 
actors behind the scenes. I mean, it's another one of those you, sometimes you just don't want to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. But like when you hear things from like your favorite director, like this guy's a fucking asshole on mm-hmm. set. Like, who? What do I know? But like, it's again, it's a thing of like stars of the '80s who think they're owed things. I yeah. guess I think it's a different like how celebrities come up and how they get their celebrity. Mm-hmm. So I think it might be like. It might be how he's perceived by directors, studios, and other actors that like he's not fun to work with, and it was more prevalent during the uh, the whole roundabout of uh, him doing interviews for Red Two. Oh yeah. There was like a whole bunch of interviews where he was like a real like kind of a prick to like the people interviewing him. Really? Which yeah, I mean like dude, like you I just did a movie, of, you got to do press. This is the, this is how you're getting twenty million dollars. Be nice <laughs> to the guy interviewing you. I know you've been asked the same question like thirty times today. Mm-hmm. Smile, give the fucking answer, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I stopped tracking him around Die Hard 4. I saw okay. theaters and I just hated it. Is it Die Hard with a Vengeance? Or no, no it's Die Hard 3. Die Hard 3 is great. Is Live Free or Die, die Hard. Hard. Okay, yeah. And God, Sorry, I'm losing a, track of them. Yeah. Like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Justin Long and Kevin Smith, barring all those people who I like. God, it's just... It's my lethal weapon thing. That yeah. It's almost hurt by the fact that they keep on coming back to the well and like poisoning it like more and more each time. Yeah, so I guess you didn't see the Die Hard in Russia then? Fuck no. Yeah. I remember it came out on Valentine's Day like a couple years ago and I was like, I want to go see it. And this is like right <laughs> when I started getting into like Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. And like, I, I, of course, you can't always trust a review. So there's sure. movies I love that are like 10% and there's movies that I hate that are like 98%. Mm-hmm. Fucking Coen Brothers. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. That was enough. a dig at you. Yeah, no, Sorry. like that came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, oof. I know. I just had to plug something yeah, no. in for you. Uh, You're in this, the wrong. I remember, the, I remember seeing this world. at like 10% for uh, critics and 10% for audience. And I was like, wow. well, I guess we're staying in this uh, this <laughs> Valentine's Day. We're not going to see this. Mm. But yeah, so. Like, I don't like being that guy who I'm just like, I'm not going to see that. It looks terrible. But, but sometimes you've got to save your money. Sometimes you got to, yeah. Like, Every like that never should have been made. Clearly, he didn't want to be there. It just looked terrible. All the reviews are terrible. Yeah. And I just didn't want to get hurt anymore. It's why I haven't seen any Transformers films. I know I'm just gonna hate them. And yeah. even then, like, if they weren't fucking three hours, I'd probably do it. I've seen all of them. I I saw the most recent one and with uh, Marky Mark. Oh yeah. Like, what? No. <laughs> Wrong movie, but still. Yeah, it's it's. If, if I was on that plane. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, I I think I'm just gonna call it like product placement. The movie live on sure. ice. Yeah, it's yeah, Michael Bay knows how to do spectacle at the very it, least. It, it, don't get me wrong; he's good at blowing shit up. Yeah, but uh, as like far as making a movie, forty minutes of it maybe. Yeah, not don't give me three hours of this yeah, horse why? shit. Three, it's not necessary. Yeah, and are the Transformers like that interesting that we need like now going into our fifth movie? Yeah, like, I, I get like it. The, the robots Transformers they fight. Fans have never liked the movies that much. Like like the Transformers are cult people. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I've heard, the the ones from like the '80s are much better. Yeah. The animated ones. Yeah. Does our Does our friend Gil, who likes Transformers, does he, does he enjoy the movies? Uh, I'm not sure. Gil will be a guest on the show. So yeah, eventually. Soon. Um, I think he is actually, from what I remember mm-hmm. talking. I, I think so, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Because last time we, I tried to put words in someone's mouth that was totally wrong. So. Gil, you're on notice. And yeah. Did Lawrence come at you with that? No, I, I, I actually came up to him and I was like, yeah, I totally misheard you on that. And then, <laughs> yeah, so uh, notes again. Phantasm 2, apparently not good. But I'm, I'm still, I might just yeah. watch it on my own time and then just give you like a quick yeah, little... Yeah, give me a rundown. Yeah, give you a rundown. Like, uh-huh, a Reggie's back. Uh, he's still a pedophile. And yeah, there's a new mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, Ryan, my last thought for them is, uh, is this movie better than Cruising? 
Yes, 100%. This is, like I said, this is probably the best movie we've watched thus far, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, going back down the list of, like, what are we at now? Six? Seven yes. episodes? Yeah, six. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Great pick, dude. Yeah. Seriously. Well, thank my brother. Yeah. He, he knows uh, a few things. Yeah, thank you. I, I kind of want to get him on the show at some point, but I just feel like... You know he's going to listen to the other episodes and listen to you, like, calling him a Oh, he knows. Oh, okay. He knows. There's, there's no question. Yeah. I just feel like I'm going to turn into a dick with him in the room. I'm just going to, like, clam up and just say nothing but surly things. Well, but hopefully... We will have a sibling show. I'll bring my sister. Hey! Yeah. I'll be... I bet your sister, she's nice. Yeah, she's all right. Does she like movies? Uh, a, a little bit. Not as... She's not quite as, like, into them as, my, as I am. Uh, her favorite movie is, uh, for the longest time, was Wrong Turn. I don't think I know that one. It's, like, the cannibalist, like, kind of weird horror movie. Sure. It's like that and, uh... What's her other favorite movie? Love and Basketball. Oh, yeah, a really bizarre. That's a picks. huh. Yeah, she's she's really bizarre with her movie choices. Never would have guessed that. She's got some. She's got a pretty decent taste in movies. Like she was a really big fan of Gone Girl when it came out. Sure, so I'll give her that. I, anyone fan of adventure? That's yeah. Go with like, me. For example, my brother hated Gone Girl. Really? Yeah. So that's insane. Yeah, I know that. I, I'm I'm at a loss when he when he said that. Jeez. Like, yeah. Dude, I took my parents to see that too. Yeah, my parents were like, "This is amazing. great." Amazing! It's a brilliant movie. Yeah. And I think his reasoning was just uh, here's an approximation of him. <sighs> I don't like Affleck. Oh. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's part of the reasons why I don't want to have a discourse with him. It's I see. That, oh, that's your reasoning. You're like you're like you're like discussing politics with a right wing Christian. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're gonna pull that card, huh? The I don't need a reason. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah, that's all. My brother, not you, all you right wing listeners. On of course, show. yeah, we love you all. Yeah. Thanks for your votes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, I'm gonna get into the. Now, I think we're pretty much done with the last Boy Scout. Go I'm see kidding. it, everyone. Yeah, it's go see so it, go good. rent it. It's uh, wonderful. Just you know, what, honestly, just go buy it because it yeah. needs to be on your shelf if it's not already. It this movie's amazing. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to get to some uh, a few other things of like random bullshit talk with you. Sure. I sent you an article the other day. Did mm -hmm. you read it? The Fincher article. Yes. I skimmed it. You skimmed it. Okay, mm -hmm. I skimmed it too. But with Affleck leaving the director's chair for the Batman movie. Mm -hmm. Who would be your dream director? I had said to you, I think Fincher is would be an amazing choice, and you said the universe would not let it happen because yeah. it would be so good. Yeah, no, it, it just it can't happen. And also tying in, Ridley Scott was another one who was apparently see, in waiting in the wings on this too. I would so. rather see Ridley Scott do it, honestly. Really? Because I feel like Finch, like I, the idea of Fincher doing Batman, for me, that's the idea of like God. Who's what's her face? Um, the girl from fucking Gone Girl and uh, Bloodlines. The, the girl? Yeah, Emily, what's her face? Emily Ratajkowski, the, okay. like the sexiest woman on the planet. Okay. That'll be someone being like, dude, what would you do if you were in a room with her for an hour? I'd be like, nothing. This is the real world. I'm yeah. a human. Yeah. What? Am I going to like, like I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do with her. I'll look at her and be embarrassed and leave. It'll be a terrible experience because it, it's not real. <laughs> I'll giggle because I'm, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I'm angry that you're suggesting this to me because it's just not going to happen and it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, but then again, I said the same thing about an Avengers movie ever happening. So, okay, fair enough. Like, if it happened, I mean, stranger things have happened, but if it happened, I would be so ecstatic, but I feel like Everything in the universe is against the idea of David Fincher, one of the best working directors, one of the best directors ever, I feel, getting Batman and the studio letting him do what he wants and it coming together, impossible. It's not going to happen. 
if it did, I would I'd be speaking tongues. I'd cut off my finger. I'd cut. It'd be a three finger movie. I'd cut off my three, <laughs> Very f- good. three of my fingers Very good. if God let me have this movie. It's just not gonna happen. I think really Scott is enough of a studio director. He's done studio films before. Yeah. He's done weird things before. That I think that could happen, and that could be really good. But all the same, I also don't like a lot of really Scott movies. I think that he'd do a pretty good Batman. He'd do the best possible Batman movie that's realistic now. Okay. I'm I'm still going to hold out hope for Fincher. Just I think that that could be better than Dark Knight. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I just don't want to get... It makes me so nervous because like I don't know if I deserve that, yeah. that good of a, a movie. No, especially not in this climate. It wouldn't fit with all the rest of the terrible Marvel and DC movies. It just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. That would be like... like your boss who's been firing everyone left and right and like just being cruel and stealing all your money all of a sudden being like hey I love you here's a raise it's like no this I don't deserve this I don't want I don't deserve this two that's wrong three what do you want from me that I'm getting this four are are you dying is this why this is happening yeah it's just it it won't happen okay do we have a third guy in the wings that we're thinking about I know Matt Reeves is the guy Matt Reeves is out I like is he officially out out? I'm pretty sure he's out yeah I remember reading a report that like they were saying like hey it broke down but like there wasn't an official like he's done I mean we're recording this um, end of February so but for um, six weeks from now when this is released maybe there'll be an announcement we'll see yeah I mean that'd be great and then tweet at us that like we were wrong yeah if it's Fincher dude I'm gonna I'm just gonna yeah. Hey, I was happy when I'll Affleck was happy. directing him, but that didn't happen either. Yeah, well... I mean, how many directors have they gone through on The Flash? Talented ones, too. Quite a few. Quite a few. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm writing off these... Like, now I'm coming in rock bottom. If any of these um, DC movies even amuses me, it's it's a win. Okay. They had, the, they had the said Batman for a while. scenes in, um, in B, um, B versus S, those were good scenes. Yeah. Sort of. I was kind of pissed that Kevin Smith took his name out of the running because I would like give that man like full control over a Batman movie. Like it was gonna be probably like Batman's probably gonna say pussy a few yeah. times. But like, have have you read the the run he wrote on Batman, Cacophony and Widening Gyre? I have. I enjoyed those. Really strong writing. Did you read his Green Hornet um comic? I didn't read his Green Hornet it's one. It's good. I have. Is it there. Batman sixty six? That one. No, he oh, did. Oh, he actually um, wrote on Green Hornet. No, he did a he did a spec script for a Green uh, Hornet movie. Oh and yeah, it's pretty good actually. Oh, and you have this, they, you have the spec script. No, they turned the spec script into a comic. Okay. And it's pretty good. It's really enjoyable. Cato's um uh, Bruce Lee's daughter. Oh, that's awesome. So it's it's really cool. It's well thought out. He's a good writer. He always was. And honestly, after seeing Red State, he can do action. Yeah. I just feel like the question here is about control and the studio, and the studio is not giving. Even Affleck, their star, enough control to make the movie he wants to make. Yeah. This is a lost cause. Okay. The DC movies, lost cause. You read it here. All right. I, I kind it's of agree on that. It's an abusive boyfriend saying he's going to change. Fucking yeah, right. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. The DC movies are just not doing it for me. I'm, I'm, I really do. I'll I, see I, every I, one I of them. I pray to God that they something blows me out of the water, but... Yeah. Marvel's, Aquaman, Marvel's got hold, me by the balls right now. Let's hold out for Aquaman because no one cares and James Wan is a talented director who knows how I to toe the line. I guarantee you that's going to be the number one movie in the DCU. It's oh, going to be that Aquaman. That would fill me with joy. It really the most would. useless member of the Justice League is going to be the most interesting, I've always pointed out to people, it's that if Aquaman can move super fast underwater, that means he's super fast and super strong on land. Right? It's more, uh, more resistance with exactly. the water. So. Yeah. All right. It's my it's my Superman and kryptonite and it's, logic. And it's Cal Drogo. So. And it's Cal Drogo. So there's something to be said there. And why some sexy Amber Heard action? Yeah. 
Love that one. I think that's it for this week, sir. So uh, next week, we're going to be watching Only God Forgives with Daniel. Yeah, we're going to have a guest, our first guest in the show. It is my former co-host. Well, actually, it was his show. I was just his, always his co-host. Okay. Mr. Daniel Reichel. He is a writer and a movie buff. And uh, it should be an interesting one. We're going to watch Only God Forgives, the Nicholas Winding Refn follow-up to Drive. Um, were you a Drive fan? You just said you like it? Uh, I, I didn't mind it. it. It didn't blow me away. I remember watching it and I was like, meh, it's cool. Don't me wrong. Soundtrack's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, it blew me away when I saw I saw it, um, an advanced press screening and didn't get it. Saw it again in theaters, loved it. And then months later of everyone like jerking it off, I was like, yeah, just, just, everyone, everyone chill out. You're making it not cool. Yeah. I think I want to Hipster watch it. Hipster for life. Weird. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so he he made that pick. That's not us. So yeah, no, that's what it is. If anything goes wrong, so if you his, guys hate it, it's his fault. That's all Daniel's fault. And then he's not uh, on social media, so you can't get at him. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. All right, so we'll do that, and then we always go two out. So I guess I'm up next again. I'm yes. gonna try and redeem myself. Yeah. Do you have any ideas yet? Uh, nothing yet. Um, I got a lot of the board over here. I mean, I could always go back to the well, the lone wolf and cub, but I'm not doing that. Um, I have a couple of things that I've been watching. We could do Phantom but... of the Paradise. We could do. We should do um, a punk rock movie. I yeah, I'm thinking maybe doing a punk rock movie. I do want to save. Um, I ordered online a couple weeks ago the. Uh, Shout Factory release of Streets of Fire. Uh, that will be a pick of mine eventually, but that does not uh, get released on Blu-ray and shipped out to me until like the end of April. Oh, okay. But that will be that's a, on the list. That'll that's be a, a great one. Yeah, I've heard it's awesome. I keep it's it's all kinds of fucking stupid. Yeah, it really. It's, let me let me lower a bar for you. That's fine. It's dumb. So much stupid. But it's also great. I told you, Matt, I'm a huge Warriors fan. Same director, mm-hmm. and it's you said it's like a companion piece almost yeah. to Warriors. So I'd, I'll defend that movie any day of the okay. week as well. Yeah. It's the happy neon version of the Warriors. That's awesome. I'm yeah. totally in. Like, I keep watching the trailer over mm-hmm. and over to get myself psyched up for it. And, like, my wife was like, why don't you just, like... Watch it on Amazon. You, we have no. Amazon Prime, and I'm like, no, I'm the waiting for the special. The I'm waiting for the special Blu-ray, Blu-ray uh, release. You're losing your mind. With, just yeah, talking it's, about it. it's amazing. <laughs> I, I, need, I need the poster. It's going on the wall. Like, yeah, I'm a little excited for it, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that eventually. But I'll think about my next pick. I'll probably have something ready to tell you when we're recording. Not next week because you're gonna be a big motorcycle boy next week right yeah i'm gonna be out of town i'm, I'm gonna be riding motorcycles so um if i die doing that this is my last will and testament oh, um, ryan be... you can have the microphones okay thank you very much right. that's on that's right on here so I, <laughs> that stands up in quarter yep. law but yeah good luck with that sir um thank i you, guess man. we will be back in two weeks with our guest and our new movie so that is all for this week i'm ryan snyder i'm gabriel mara this has been sex and violence have Bye. a good week guys Bye.